Song of Solomon, Chapter 7, Verse 1 As the chorus of Manahim, how beautiful were thy feet with sandals, O daughter of Nadib! The turnings of thy sides are as ornaments, work of the hands of an artificer. Manahem means angels of God, so now the daughters of Jerusalem are singing as if they are angels of the Lord. This Israelite chorus is now becoming an angelic chorus, and it says that the sandals that the bride wears are so gorgeous, and the shape of her body when she turns is like a perfect sculpture. It's a work of art. 2. Thy waist is as a basin of roundness, it lacketh not the mixture. Thy body a heap of wheat fenced with lilies. This is describing an hourglass figure. The terminology has to do with the wealth of Israel and the wealth that Solomon has. So everything good about the bride is described in terms of Solomon's own wealth. Solomon has wheat and he has lilies growing behind fences, meaning that he has huge lily gardens. It says that her waist is like a basin, so I think the basin part would be the hips, showing that she has a narrow waist with hips below. If her body is a heap of wheat standing upright, that would be like the top part of the hourglass figure, because the wheat springs out at the top of the heap, and that's where her chest would be. And it says fenced with lilies, so again that's showing the broadness of her chest. 3. Thy two breasts as two young ones, twins of a row. This is a repeat of one of the previous lines in the song, that her temples are pomegranates, her teeth are sheep, and her breasts are two feeding fawns, so they are lowing with her head. 4. Thy neck as a tower of the ivory, it said that her neck was a tower before. Beautiful women always have long necks. That's one of the, that's a mark of grace and beauty. And that's why it's saying it's a tower. It's hyperbole. Of course, it's not as long as a tower, but it's longer than most women's necks. Thine eyes pools in Heshbon, near the gate of Bath Rabim. Her eyes are blue because it says they're like the pools of water. Thy face as a tower of Lebanon looking to Damascus. Her face is very stoic and graceful. 5. Thy head upon thee as Carmel, and the locks of thy head as purple. The king is bound with the flowings. She has the king wrapped around the locks of her hair. He is enraptured by her hair. This is all the chorus singing, the angelic chorus, and the king had mentioned earlier that he loved her hair and that it had ringlets. So it's flowing, it has ringlets. It's also dressed in purple, so she probably has a purple ribbon in her hair. Purple is an expensive color. 6. How fair and pleasant hast thou been, O love, in delights. 7. This thy stature hath been like to a palm, and thy breasts to clusters. A cluster of grapes almost fits perfectly in your hand. And that's what he's telling her. Your breasts fit perfectly in my hand. And he says her stature is like a palm tree. She has very graceful stature. And we in Christ are very graceful because we forgive others and we are kind and compassionate to others. And that's how we have a graceful stature.
8. I said, Let me go up on the palm, let me lay hold on its boughs. Yea, let thy breasts be, I pray thee, as clusters of the vine, and the fragrance of thy face as citrons. He likes the scent of lemon and citrus. She also has a citrus scent, which a lot of perfumes have. It's a very pleasing smell. And he says he wants to grab her breasts. You might think that's vulgar, but that's part of love. The whole song is about their wedding night and their union, and it is about them consummating their relationship. In Christ, our relationship will be spiritually consummated when we go to heaven. This song is all allegory. There's no sex in heaven. God doesn't have sex with anybody. But the spiritual implication is that when we get to heaven, that's when our relationship with Christ is consummated because that's when we finally can touch him and see him and really feel his presence in a way that we've never felt before and we will never be separated from him. 9. And thy palate as the good wine, flowing to my beloved in uprightness, strengthening the lips of the aged. Throughout the whole song, the bride and bridegroom are singing back and forth to each other, and the chorus is in the background singing. This is the bride singing to the bridegroom, saying that the wine that comes from his lips gives life to people, and the blood of Jesus does give us life. 10. I am my beloved's, and on me is his desire. We can say that about Christ. This is the bride saying that I belong to him, and he desires to have me. And it's the same way between the church and Christ. We belong to him, and he desires to have us, not because of anything we have done, but because of what he has done. He's the one who created us and made us beautiful through redemption, the redemption of his blood. 11. Come, my beloved, we go forth to the field. She's telling her lover to go out in the field with her. 12. We lodge in the villages. We go early to the vineyards. We see if the vine hath flourished. The sweet-smelling flower hath opened. The pomegranates have blossomed. There do I give to thee, my loves. They're in the garden together, his garden. And she says, let's go out into broader nature, in the field, and in the morning, I will share my love with you. So they're going to have sex in the morning. That's the literal interpretation, out in nature. But again, it's about consummation of a relationship, meaning that you will never part from that day forward. And it's appropriate that it's in nature because nature is what God created. The city is what man creates. You'll find that in the Bible, the most precious moments of God always take place outside. The Lord met Moses in the desert. The Lord took the Israelites out into the desert. The Lord placed Adam and Eve in a garden. Jesus was born outside of the city of Bethlehem, and he died outside of the city of Jerusalem. In both cases, he was not in the city. He was in the part that he created, nature. 13. The mandrakes have given fragrance, and at our openings all pleasant things. New, yea, old, my beloved, I laid up for thee. The bride has saved things for her wedding day, and one of the things she saved was mandrakes, which are known for fertility. They're a fruit. And so she says, we're going to have mandrakes and we're going to have children. The bride is fruitful and bears children by spreading the gospel. 
of Jesus Christ so that more people can get saved and more people can enter into his kingdom. And that concludes Song of Solomon chapter 7.